0: That is, uh, the, the taxidermy is something that we've been doing as a, a group of friends, and Karin wanted to take it up a level, well, a couple of them, so it's going to be something very different, right? But is not about chocolate, but no. hey, it's a plus, right? So, but no, we, 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 we love Easter because Easter celebrates such an incredible thing that Jesus did for us, so it's going to be fun, so, so stay, stick with it. Are, are they going to find out more details about it somewhere? Okay, you'll get some details. It'll make more sense when you see it. It makes some some of you like, oh, I don't know what that is. That's weird. Why are you talking about chocolate bunnies? Never mind. You'll see. But it's not. Don't take it too serious, okay? That's not. It's going to be fun. Well, um, we we had a really good men, our first men's advance for many years. So um, it we had it this weekend and we did a, a one night event at at Lake Yale. You, a bunch of you guys were there. Did you have fun? It was awesome. It was such a good time. We, we just had, we had cornhole, and we grilled out, and we got bitten by fire ants and mosquitoes. No, no, we just had, it. <laughs> no, it was, it was fun, um, Friday night. And then we had, we have Seth and Sandra in town. I know you've seen them around. You know there's Seth and Sandra are here. They, they, you, many of you know them for, for years. They've, they've been a feature, been missionaries we've supported, at ministry in Colorado. Good, 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 close friends of ours. And so Seth, um, was had the men yesterday morning, and, and man, we just learned a bunch of stuff and shared a bunch of stuff. So I thought it was really enriching. So thank you, Seth and Sandra, for being here. They're about to ready, yeah. Amen. Thank you. They um they're getting ready to go back to Colorado, and uh, oh, you're getting a taste of Colorado weather this morning, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it with you. So, no, we, we love Seth and Sandra. Um, there's, uh, so, yeah, no, really, stay tuned. Guys, this is, you know, remember we had the, this is it the second Saturday? We do, right? The second Saturday breakfast. If you're a guy, 8 o'clock in the morning. We do a breakfast here at the church, and, and it's the same principle. To, for guys to get to hang out together, build some relationship, eat a breakfast, and get on with the rest of your day. That's why we do it early. So, you're out of there by 9.30 in the morning, and you're free to carry on the day. That's the second Saturday of every month, but this one was the, the, the camp, um, the advance. Sorry. So, um, so I wanted to. There's um, uh, the, our big overflow. Now, last year we started this conference. It's called our Overflow Conference. You've seen these around. If you're if you're new here, um, you'll find out more about it. But we have got something exciting happening. Our Overflow Conference. The Lord spoke to us a while back about uh, about focusing on the person and work of the Holy Spirit in in our area. Um, there's a large swath of the body of Christ that talks about the Holy Spirit like a doctrine. I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's a doctrinal statement, and it's a good, it's a good doctrinal statement. But you know that Jesus actually equips us um, to live an abundant life through the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And, and so we know that we want to press in and lay hold of what, who He is for us, in us, and through us and there are gifts of the spirit and i'm not talking about you know old old time pentecostal weirdness nothing that against pentecostal i've been a pentecostal before i've been blessed in pentecostal churches but i'm talking about the extremes that sometimes when somebody hears a word like holy spirit or hears a word like pentecost they think oh you guys are going to bring out the snakes <laughs> or or you're going to roll around on the grill they call them holy rollers for a reason because they you know what i mean so that, that's not the point the point is not to be weird, but Jesus said, Jesus, red letters, right, Right. said, it is better that I go away so that I can send the Holy Spirit, but you know that many believers, if you never even spoke about the Holy Spirit ever again, they would just live the normal Christian life, the one they've been living, because they don't, they have no way of, he makes really no difference in their life, and that's not how Jesus equipped us, Jesus has planned for us as normal Christians to live a super above natural, above normal life, to be equipped to do the work and be the work of the ministry. And so, you know, uh, the, I'm really, really excited. So what God is, has has afforded us, we've got a crowd of really excellent speakers coming in. And these aren't just speakers. These are activators. They are practical people who know how to equip and to help us take steps forward in this knowledge. So, so coming this week, they're going to start arriving. Next Sunday, we have guests Dennis and Denise Capra. They're going to be speaking in the church. Now, if you, 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 many of you don't know Dennis and Denise Capra. We have an, a long time relationship with them. They, um, they, they, with um, at the Association of Related Ministries, we associate with them, and they're they're good, good folks, and they know how to flow in the Holy Spirit. So, um, then some of you know Hans Erlinson. He was here. He was one of our speakers last year. He will be here next Sunday as well. Lamont and Sharon Rich, who travel with Andrew Womack and lead his worship, he, they will be here as well next week. So then, so the focus is: f- we're going to kick it off Monday, next Monday, not tomorrow. Next Monday, we'll kick it off in the evening with a worship night. It'll just be worship night. It's starting at 6:30, and we'll, we'll, it'll be a—it's going to be an awesome night. So Monday night it kicks off, and then we're going to do Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday, morning sessions and an evening session. Now, I know many of you say, well, I'm working, and I get it. Some of, we, some of us have to work, but I can tell you this is going to be good, I, and it's going to be equipping, and if your hearts are ready to receive, if you're willing to do something or take something home with you in your relationship with God, if you want to be activated or encouraged or inspired, I'm telling you, you can leave this time different. Amen. So I'm excited about it. I, I trust that if you bring guests next, you'll get a taste of it next Sunday because it'll be sort of a, a leading into um, the following week. But you can really lay hold of something that will be truly tri- life-changing. And again, I'm not talking about information. Information is part of it. I'm talking about an activation of a practical working of an understanding of the gifts and flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. So um, that's going to be that's going to be happening soon. I wanted to get that microphone, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, there you go. There's a microphone. Um, thank you, my friend. You know, talking about gifts, um, Randy, won't you come up for a minute? You know, Randy, Randy um, had a had a testimony that he wanted to share here, and, and I think it's it's a it's a good one. It's good to hear testimonies. You know, the Bible says you can get encouraged by testimonies. We have so many people that have have had phenomenal, miraculous testimonies. So, my friend. Yes, sir.
1: Um, Some of y'all that know me know that I was uh, diagnosed uh, in 2020 of August with uh, throat cancer. And I I proceeded to go through two surgeries, 63 treatments of uh, radiation, six weeks of chemo, and God walked with me through the whole thing. Well, this past Friday, or the last week, I I went and got another PET scan. And this morning, I got here at 9 o'clock, and I got on my knees, and I was asking the Lord for a word. And he says, Randy, I was with you when you shouted my name from the rooftop. I was with you when you shouted my name from the mountains. And I was with you when you was down in the valley. So don't think I won't be with you always. Mm. But I just want to share with y'all that I am clean of cancer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God did Amen. it again. Hallelujah. Glory to
0: God. Amen. Thank you, Pray my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Man, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. You know God is good and you know that you know that you do you do you know but might have to yet be persuaded that that's God's will for every single person. Religion says well God will heal some people. And you will look to circumstances and situations about some person that didn't get healed, and you'll say, "Well, God's will is not really there for everybody to be healed." But that is absolutely not true. God's will is for every person to be healed, and so we and and that is a teaching that we can prove to you scripturally but if you want to know more about that i encourage you to come to healing you healing university at five o'clock on sunday afternoons because it is a phenomenal topic and they that we have a video curriculum we're going through that is from the world some world renowned top speakers that are really unpack that and and so how many of you been coming to healing you you've been a bunch of you how have you been enjoying that amen I mean, I tell you what; it's it's incredible, and so don't just say, "Well, you know what? I don't believe that." And and let let the word of God speak. Yes. Let let teachers that are gifted to teach in the topic speak and minister to you, because if you need healing or you want to know more about healing and how to minister healing to other people, your answers or your questions will be answered there. So, highly encourage that. What a fantastic opportunity, Amen. So, that's at five o'clock on Sunday afternoons, Keith. Keith and Sue um, moderate that for us or facilitate that for us, and it's, it's, it's a great opportunity, as I said. You know, this time, in these strange, weird situations that we live in, this political time that we're living in, it is an interesting time, amen? I <laughs> we need to know what the promises of God are. Not that, we need to know God. You need to know how much He loves, what His promises are for you, and how to lay hold of it. Because, let me tell you, if you've come here any length of time, you will know this truth: God's will is not automatic. But that is a major deception. We have this idea that God's will will be done just because it's His and He's all powerful. No, no, no. It cannot be done. You and I have to partner with God for His will to happen in us and through us. God's wills get not everybody is saved, but God clearly says in His Word that He wants everybody. To come to repentance, but how are we saved? By grace through faith, and so there is an a, there is a certain amount of understanding and teaching we need to appropriate when we want to understand these gifts and how to how to let it flow in and through us. Amen. So praise God for that. So anyhow, um, I the, these promises. I want to carry on a little bit from last uh, week, and it won't be a very long message this morning because, as you can see, we've got a a baptism full of water, full of ice, I mean, hot water, so, so <laughs> but no, we've got some people that are, that are going to follow the Lord in obedience to baptism, and it's awesome, it's a, it's a really good thing, so um, we'll get to that in a minute, but, but I wanted to carry on where I, I, I spoke about last week, and, 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 I, and I titled, my message title was The Mystery. Uh, last week, and we were speaking about this scripture in Colossians chapter one and verse twenty seven um, to them, God chose to make uh, to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now that passage of scripture is rich. Rich, rich in understanding. And I want to fast forward a couple of things. In verse 29, I, I, I apologize. This won't be in context here because I don't want to read this whole passage. But it says this in verse 29. For this toil, struggling with all his energy, that he powerfully works within me. That's a very, it's a very strong statement. I'm struggling, it sounds like it, with, but I'm struggling what? With all his energy, that where he powerfully works where? Within me, God's powerful energy works within me. But remember, we participate in this. And then it says, in, if you if you take out the chapter or, or the chapter uh, demarcations, and you go into verse, in chapter two, and then it says this again in verse two: Their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery. There's that word mystery, which is Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And, and so we started unpacking some of these things, but we see that there's this quote-unquote mystery. The, the Greek word is mysterion. It, it's, it's, it is an unknown or a secret. There is a secret there, but is now being revealed at the end of the ages that is made known to us. And and the and last week I went into copious amounts of scripture that you would have to listen to again to go through them because there is abundant amount of scripture that says this we have, you know we are the temple of the Holy Spirit that we have this treasure in jars of clay, and 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 it's like that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, but but we have I spoke about these two ditches we have the, in in this this beautiful understanding of this mystery that we as disciples of Jesus, disciples, followers of Jesus, we're not just simply born again, we're followers, we're disciples. And a disciple is a student, a follower, who wants to lay hold of these truths and have their life changed by it. Amen. So we see this truth that we are in Christ and Christ is in us. And this beautiful thing is expounded in John 17, and, and you can... Chew on John 17 for the rest of your life because it's got this beautiful, this beautiful declaration of the unity that we experience. And it talks about him us and I. And when you read it the first time, I, you may just scratch your head. I know I did for years. And, and that's okay because it's like him and I and him and him and us and us and them and them in us and us. But, the, but it is this, this, beautiful, this beautiful bonding of God. In us and us in him and within and one another. And we're all this is all this unity that we speak about. And you think, well, how's that even how's that even possible? Well, what I was unpacking here is that it says that that this mystery, the, the mystery is that Christ actually lives in us, that we are ambassadors for Christ. Yes. We we are actually the hands and feet and mouthpiece of Jesus in the world. And that is a that that was dawning on my mind and my heart and I was like, Wow, what an incredible responsibility as a disciple to realise that we are it. We don't pray and, and I'm not gonna go there today about prayer because we touch it we're doing that on Wednesday nights, but we don't pray that God goes and does something. We don't sit here in our little prayer closet and say, oh, God, please, won't you, and you go and do this for us. And we send God a command list, a to-do list, and we say, God, go and do this and do this and do this. But, but unfortunately, religion has, has interpreted prayer to do that. And are you thinking, oh, my gosh, where is this guy going? Because what do you mean? If we, because I know, I know, we grow up in church where that's what we've understood about prayer. Prayer is asking God to do stuff. But prayer is not asking God to do stuff that is not <laughs> there is a prayer of, of 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 supplication and there are petitions and we do there, there are ways that, that i that I have to unpack these things to you, but do you know that we have been given past tense all things for life and godliness that is a truth that we have been given everything for life and godliness and we've we 've studied those scriptures in Peter and in Ephesians at, at length before but but just to give you a nugget to chew on, if you have been given everything for life and godliness, what are you going to ask God for? Because, so, so prayer, that doesn't mean, because somebody can hear what I'm saying and misunderstand me completely on a Sunday service and say, well, you're saying we're not gonna, we don't have to pray about anything. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Because prayer has got nothing, I'm not, I'm not talking about asking God for something, I'm talking about fellowshipping with the Father and and, and understanding. And the word fellowship literally means to share what is common. If I, you and I fellowship over a meal, we eat the meal together, we partake of one meal together, we're fellowshipping. There is a fellowship of a single thing that we both partner in, and, and when we find out, we find out this, this truth, this mystery that Christ, the anointed one, is in me, I am in him, and that, that I have been given all these riches, have been past tense, given all these riches, and, and, and so me partaking and fellowshipping with Christ and making this my, my own experience. This is the key or, or the way of a disciple's life. A disciple is going to hear these words and say, Okay, Lord, how do I walk in that? How can I, how can I make that mine? Because I'm going to give you some scriptures. You, I'm not going to give you references, but how about these? I am complete in Him. You've heard that one, right? Yeah. I can do all things through Christ. Yeah. Right? I have all things pertaining to life and godliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By His stripes I was healed. I have the power to get wealth. I am blessed, prospered, protected, made whole. All of those are scriptural truths. But are we experiencing them? Yes. You see, we, if we want to lay hold of an experience, I want to equip you as a pastor, and, and, and I say this humbly, but God has appointed me as a pastor. I don't like the title pastor. Many of you know that. I don't care for titles. God asked me to be the pastor, and I'm like, okay, yes, sir. I'll, I'll be the pastor. But my job as a pastor is to equip you and I. I'm, I'm certainly on a journey myself. I have not arrived, as many of you know. But I was like, I, God has equipped us to walk this road. We are equipped. We, we are on this journey together. And my job description that the Lord has given me is to equip you, As disciples to do the work of the ministry. Now, this is not where ministry happens. Ministry, this is where we are equipped to do the work of the ministry. I'm going to say that again. Yes, do we have believers meetings? Yes, do we encourage one another? All of those things happen inside a church should happen. A church is literally supposed to be where disciples gather to encourage one another, build one another. When you, when you read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, all of those gifts are operational inside the four walls, if you will, and call it that. That is describing... How a body feeds one another. Do not Hebrews ten. Do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together. Many many preachers will say that like condemning you. You better go to church on a Sunday. But that's got to do with fellowshipping with toge- together. It's got to do to be a tight group of people that you get to be the arm and the leg and the nose and the eyes and to be the part of the part a part of the body that each joint supplies. This is where we get to be each part supplies. You cannot. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is a deception from the evil one, from the pit of hell itself. You cannot be part of the body if you're on YouTube. That's right. That's right. You can get information watching YouTube and listening to stuff, but if you're not part of a vibrant church, you're missing out. Yeah, right. I am not saying that you can't go to heaven. That's right. Clearly. Thank God for the internet. We believe in the internet, the internet and getting the word out is important. But I'm telling you, as a body, you and I are not cannot do it alone. I cannot do it alone. We need one another, and this is where the body comes together to be equipped. This is where disciples get to challenge one another. We get to we get to build relationships with others, men's camps, ladies' retreats, whatever, um, uh, you know, we get together, life groups, Stephen, uh, you know, we get, to, we, get, we get to facilitate, that's what a church is about, is about equipping us, why? To do the work of the ministry. So Randy and Penny told me a story just now, this morning, about how they heard the message last week and it was inspiring to them and, and something struck their heart and they were at a gas station, was it on Sunday? Penny was on last Sunday after after the service so after church and and they were at a gas station and 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 they and they were just inspired like wow I am Jesus I I have Jesus inside of me I am his representative man that means you know we so easy say oh God help that person over there go go and God saying go go you know you're it. You know, as I said, TL Osborne's quote, so many of us waste time in praying, praying for for, for God to do what he's told us to do. That's TL Osborne's quote. Or asking God to do what he's already done. You see, because we don't have knowledge, we haven't studied the word, and we don't haven't equipped ourselves, we're asking him to do either what he's already done or what he's telling us to do. So what did Randy and Penny do? They were at the at the gas station and, and they started sharing with uh, They saw a young man that was filling up with gas, and then they, they felt led to speak to him and his mom, and they're sitting right next to them this morning. They, had, they were just telling me that they had words, that there, there, was, there was ministry that happened. That They said, man, they, they didn't even get their names, but they heard something about the church, right? That's what you, that's what you said, right? <laughs> you, you see, uh, oh, um, so so um, now it's Nicholas, right? Nicholas and Jody, if I remember, Nicholas and Jody. So Nicholas and Jody heard Ranny and Penny sharing with them, and something touched their heart. There was word shared that were words in season. They operated in gifts. They gave them a word. Something struck a chord in their heart and they heard the word Lakehaven. They didn't get their name, or you did get their names, but you just have no contact, so they heard Lake Haven, and so they looked up Lakehaven and then came this morning. And so they, they connected with this morning. But you see, what, what, what is so beautiful about that living example is that had anybody prayed for Nicholas or Jody and never did anything, but Randy and Penny had to have the confidence to actually follow a nudge and actually roll down their window and say something. Do you see that? That is being, that is stepping into the Jesus and letting Jesus come out of you. It's a very practical thing. We so often super spiritualize it that we want to just not be Jesus, because we don't want that responsibility, but God has actually entrusted us with the gospel. As I said last week, if we don't do it, nobody it doesn't get done. If we don't speak, it doesn't get said. If we don't give, it doesn't get given, get received. Yeah, but, but, it's, but it's you. And let me tell you this. It, this is true for anybody who ever has flowed with God. You know this to be true. When you start flowing with God and you start stepping out, He uses you more yes. or utilizes you more or whatever you want. He, he is willing to use a vessel that is willing to be used and to be part of that. And not only that, in, in your, in your, in your uh, going and in your being willing to step out, your needs are met. Yes. Because you're not focusing on your needs. You're not looking inwardly saying, God, give me, God, give me, God, me give me. God is, knows what your needs are. But when we step out and we say, you know what, yes, I've got, nobody's got it all. Nobody's need, but as you step out and you just be his hands and feet, then guess what happens? Those things start coming to you just on the way. You look again and it's like, oh gosh, I never did ask for a new blender or a new car or a new house. But here it is. You, you, you know what I mean? Um, there's, there's this element of, of, of just being obedient to do what he, to live the way he said. So thank you, Randy <laughs> and Penny, and yeah, and, and thank you, thank you, Jody and Nicholas for, for just being sensitive to God. But you, you know, we're certainly, you know, we're certainly not as crazy as some of us. Well, and others are worse. No, that's no, just kidding. No, no, but it's. It, it, that is a, is, a, is a prime example this week of somebody that's being an extension. And I know many of you are like that. Many of you are willing to let Jesus be in you and come through you. But you know when God says that, that, that God loves the wicked, ungrateful, and the unthankful. Do you know that we, that's, that's what book, the book of Luke teaches us? That God loves and is kind to the wicked, the ungrateful, and the unthankful. It says, if you're only good to people that are good to you, what good is that? Don't you know that your father is kind and good to the wicked? <laughs> yeah, amen. Every one of us was saved because of God's goodness and kindness. And, 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 and it, so it doesn't matter where we are and where we've come from. Thank God he loves us. But you know, when we, we, when we allow that impression to, to change our hearts, then, then you know what? We're not so judgmental when somebody's struggling some, through something. Because everybody struggles with stuff. Everybody. Though even a righteous man falls seven times, he gets up again. Amen. So it doesn't matter where you come from or how many times you've fallen or God loves you. He has always loved you. His love has never been the goal. I know that in my religious upbringing, I certainly understood that. I, that. I thought that I had to kind of qualify for the love. I had to qualify for the gifts. And I had to qualify for everything. No, no, I read the scripture last week. He is the one who qualified us. Yes, right. yes, he, he is the one. You have never been qualified. I have never been qualified. Nobody, not Billy Graham, not anybody you could think of has ever been qualified. We are being given his gifts by grace and by grace alone, and but we receive them, like Corin said, through faith, faith is what we lay hold of the grace that he has given us amen so so this beautiful mystery is a foundation of the gospel that, that Christ in us, and and so um, I, I just had this this it 's this important um, realization or I like the word realization because there there is a it's to realize something. Not and I'm not talking about here, it's to make it real, it's to realize it. Put a hyphen in between there, to make it real to you, because Christ in you is the hope of glory. And when, we broke, when you break that word glory down, and I mentioned it last week, I'm not going to go too much into the word doxo or glory, but, but I, I love the understanding because besides outward and shining and things like that, it, it, it's not the glory of God is knowing his goodness and who the person of who he is. And, and, and it's his view and opinion, which is the actual reality. You and I live in a reality of our own making. We all do not have the same reality. We have a perspective. We have a paradigm. We have a viewpoint. We have an opinion of where we're living. And every one of ours is slightly different. I gave you the example a couple of weeks ago of of, of perspectives and, and, and realities. If, if, if a guy had a car in the top of the hill and he forgot to put the handbrake on and his car was rolling down the hill and there was another guy down there, he wouldn't say to the guy, hey, don't worry about my car rolling towards you because it's rolling away from me. (laughs) The guy at the bottom of the hill is going to be like, "Uh, it's rolling toward me. (laughs) Right, it's perspective. Both realities are true, but depending on where you stand, which is depends on what your viewpoint, what your perspective is, what your reality is, what your experience will be. The guy on the top of the hill could lose his car. The guy at the bottom of the hill could lose his life. It's the same scenario, at the same time. There is perspectives, and every per- your perspective is real. It does determine, listen carefully, your perspective determines your experience. Your perspective will determine your experience. However, this is the part that we're on this journey. When we discern, the word glory is his perspective. His paradigm, his opinion, his view of things. And so the, the journey of a disciple, as we know in Romans 12, is for us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're the ones that are conforming into his view and opinion, which means we constantly on a journey of letting go of our view and opinion. And that, unfortunately, takes a thing called humility. You have to be prepared to say, oh, I guess I don't know that so much. But for some reason, that's a big hurdle to us. Many, many believers even live in a mindset of how they used to think. They still think of themselves the way they used to think of themselves before they were born again. They, they haven't really had the opportunity to, to understand how to change their minds. How to renew their minds. Because as you allow yourself to be conformed into his image, you literally are going to change Effortlessly or be transformed I should say. Effortlessly. Changing and and uh transforming are two different concepts. Changing we transforming if you see people getting up, they're just really mad at me. So no. No, that's they're not they're just getting ready for baptism. So <laughs> so no, but, but changing and transforming are two are two concepts that you really need to understand because we, we have this idea. Well, we've got to change, and, and we've we've spoken about it. When I last year I, I did a series, um, your new normal, creating your new normal, and and I went into that in, in a little bit more, more depth. But it's but it's it's interesting that that this is that change is trying to become what you are not. Listen carefully. It is difficult and it's negative, but change is trying to become something that you believe you're not. Transformation is changing how you see things inwardly into what you are already. It's a very positive. It's yielding to who you really are. So one of them, (laughs) this is a... Um, this, is a, this is an important concept to grasp. If I have to say, I've got to become a better person, or I'm going to, you make this decision, I'm going to become a better person. Now, that sound, that's a noble statement. That's a noble thought. I'm going to become a better person. Oh, you would say, well, that's nothing wrong with that. Well, In the subject of transformation versus change, it's a big difference because for me to decide that I've got to become a better person means that I've got to tell my heart, you are not a good person right now. Swallow that for a second. If I'm going to tell myself I've got to change to become, then I've got to tell myself I am not a better person. Okay, so listen, listen to this. So what we do in the world, well, this is how the world does it, by adding and subtraction. The world will say, well, to become a better person or whatever your goal is, you've got to add this and add this and add this. You've got to start doing this and start doing this and start doing this. Or you've got to take away something negative. So by adding and subtracting, you are affecting a change. That is a good thing. And actually adding and subtracting is a necessary thing. It is a necessary thing. But transformation is different. Transformation is what you've heard me say so many times, and I'm just saying it in a different way. When Jesus said clean the inside of the cup, and the cup, and outwardly you become clean automatically. When you focus on the internal belief system, the change happens outwardly, or the transformation I should say happens outwardly automatically without without effort without a without a particular effort like adding and subtraction there is there effort to change your heart as I've spoken about so many times certainly there is effort because you have to sit down and 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 allow your your heart to be persuaded of truth and I I don't really I don't have the 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 time to say that but but that is just a concept that I want to, to, to to leave with you because in prayer and meditation are tools where we are, and we do this on Wednesday nights, because we call Wednesday nights overflow our prayer and meditation service, it is not somebody speaking at you in this style, it is an opportunity for us to, we discuss a little bit of prayer in the beginning, and and teach a little bit just for a few minutes, and then we just play some music, and, and, and then we share, if somebody has a word to share, they share it. Or otherwise, you meditate on some scripture or you read your Bible or you, if you hear something from somebody or just in your heart or you read something in the Bible, you can make notes about it. But, but if we don't learn to be quiet, if we, we, it is, it is a, it's a skill that we're losing in society today, the ability to be quiet, the ability to, stu- to to be still and know <laughs> because we are so rat racy, so on the little hamster wheel thing that we feel I constantly need to have information bombarded at me and if you don't have me information, if you don't give me any information, then I'm, it's worthless and you've heard me teach on this in so many different ways but that's not how a farmer plants seed and gets it to grow. You have to. Have the time to hear, take the seed. Jesus said that in the whole parable of the sower. Get it in your heart, which is the soil, how to water it, how to farm it, how to keep the weeds out of it. And it will grow with time, with patience. It will produce a crop. But it doesn't come because we get the stimulation. But I can tell you what, as I sat down one day, if you don't have constant stimulation, society says, oh, well, there's no value here and then we constantly want stimulation we we get so addicted to stimulation that i can't sit still i can't i feel awkward because it's like but but there is a training there is a you 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 and you your security with the lord need to be able to sit down with him know that he loves you i've given you that foundation copious amounts of time being rooted and grounded in his love his unconditional love for you you, as, as you just allow him to minister to you by the Holy Spirit, as you give time and attention to the Word of God, as you, as you say, Lord, let me, and, and, and there are techniques that we can discuss at length about how to do that, because there's a practical side about taking the Word of God, taking a scripture. How do you meditate? What do you do? Because some people have really lost the art. And, and, and if you're one of those people, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you it's okay, it's okay to relearn the art, and I want to encourage you to learn the art of being quiet, and it's okay if you start small with a, with a, with, with just a, one scripture, and you just say, Lord, I, you know, what is that, and allow your imagination to go with that, picture it in your mind, think about it, whatever truth it is that, 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 that God stirs up in your heart maybe you have a devotional and or, or 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 even even when we teach on prayer you know we will i give you so many scriptures on sunday that you could take this message and listen to it many times and and pick out you know even now the whole the way the holy spirit works always always and not because i'm all that in a bag of chips because i certainly am not but it's like god will we'll use the, the, what I'm saying and certain things will highlight different people, right? It always works like that. So some of you will come up to me or have come up to me, oh, when you said that, Pastor, or when you said this, so, oh my gosh, that really, and, and that is the Holy Spirit highlighting something to you. And so when something is highlighted to you, learn the practical habit, the physical world habit of writing it down. You know, some people prefer paper. I, I, I tried to get away from paper, and eventually, I succeeded because I didn't. I wanted to go digital, I, and and so I literally asked God for the grace. Lord, I'm I need to go. Pay, I want to go paperless because I want to be able to search my notes. I like to not to page through my journals. I, I wanted to be able to search my notes. So I asked God, help me, and I, I had to insta- I had to work through the idea. But why? Because I want to write down my thoughts. I want when God highlights something to me, I want to, like, like, in a message or something like that. I can't tell you, I can't tell you since I've been, when you're listening to God, just this morning, I was like, as I was praying, I, something, I felt a certain sort of discouragement rise up in my heart from, from, from another issue. And I was just, as, as I started praying in the spirit, because I pray in the spirit, and it's amazing what happens. Like, boom, something came up that I remember writing down two years ago. So I pulled out my Google Docs, and I searched for the keywords. Boom, found my document. There I had it. Boom. And I was reading. I was like, oh, yes. Ah, and it fed my soul because I remembered there there was an emotional attachment. There was an emotional response to the truth that I'd heard at the time that stirred my heart, that gave me hope, that set me free. Because I was, as a minister at the time, I was going through some stuff, and 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 the Lord spoke some very direct words to me from certain scriptures. And I was like, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. And so I had the notes, and so I, I pulled those up again. You know, I mean, it's powerful. But you see, if you don't allow yourself to get quiet, if you don't allow yourself to pray in the Spirit, I'm not talking about whether you're a minister or not. You can one of my favorite times to pray in the spirit is in the shower and other bathroom activities. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, that, but, but praying in the spirit, when I'm driving on the road, sometimes I, I'm, I love to pray in the spirit driving in the road. And, and, and again, you're like, oh, Shannon, what about this? There is such good teaching. Even if you thought, well, I don't know about, praying in the spirit is awesome. There's a, there's a list of benefits in scripture about praying in the spirit but if you don't if if you don't get these truths grounded you, it won't benefit you and so so praying in the spirit and 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 highlighting these things and writing them down we've got these heart note cards that are in the seat back pockets uh, yeah, these cards that for that reason to make to make notes if you uh, so i encourage you become so familiar with your bible whether it's digital or paper get to know God's Word because the Holy Spirit will use the Word of God that you put in your heart. But if we ignore God's Word, that's where we get all squirrely. Because if we ignore God's Word that we hear, and then we just wait for some fancy preacher or whatever to come to town and give us a word. You know how weird you can get if you wait on words? But but I'm telling you, His Word is enough. If you never got a a magical word ever again his word is enough for you you've got we, are, we have got more than enough practical leaning and, and guidance in his word that can absolutely radically transform our lives and set us on a solid course you see and you guys are all smart because you're here at this church <laughs> but but this truth needs some attention this truth of christ in me the hope of glory so i'm i'm going to leave that there because today i want you just to understand that there is a process of transformation you you are way more powerful if you're a believer and you have received jesus in your heart then <laughs> you are more powerful than you know you have been given so much authority you have been given so much by God. The problem is we are destroyed because we have no knowledge. We we lack. We, we suffer because we just don't have knowledge, and that's why we need one another to feed into this. Amen. So um, I'm going to ask um, if the band will come up and the baptism people will start getting ready. We've got a um, we're going to do the baptism here in a in a in a couple minutes, and um, while they're coming up, I wanted to read the scripture. You know, um, just. Sort of wrap this up. So try try not to get too distracted with the activity over here, but listen to this. The great illusion or the great deception is that when we get born again, we cling to an old identity, an old man. so okay, Kira, you can go there. It must be, oh, you're going to sit there. That's fine. Um, you, we cling to an old identity or an old man or an old way of thinking. It is the ultimate form of identity theft. Because Jesus says in 2 Corinthians 5, well, sorry, the Lord by the Spirit of Jesus says in in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, but the new has come, right? Romans 6, verse 1 to 11, this is such a powerful passage. And what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means, how can we who died to sin, live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him, by baptism, into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. I'm going to say that again: We were buried, therefore, with him by the baptism or by baptism, into death in order that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. Listen verse 6. We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be done away with, brought to nothing, so that we could no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died... Has been set free from sin. Listen to the language here. It talks about death and resurrection. It says, one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves. Dead to sin and alive to God. Man, there is so much in that passage about identifying with the death of Christ. And that's what the water of baptism is about. It is a public declaration of saying, I have chosen to follow. I have chosen to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I have chosen. And and so it is a one-time immersion. And this is what the whole purpose of baptism is is there is an absolutely nothing magical about the waters of eustace nothing i promise you but the, the the power of of following god in baptism is a beautiful thing because when you say i have chosen to identify with the death of christ that we just read and being raised in newness of life that is what it is to be immersed in death identify with his death and say to the world, to public, to brothers and sisters, I am choosing to be a disciple. I am choosing to follow him. I am choosing to forsake the way of the world and i choosing to follow him. Does, does that mean that you're perfect? No. But it does mean that you are setting yourself on a course, a different course, a course where Jesus truly is Lord. He truly is Lord. He is the king of your life. You no longer sit on the throne of your life. You have said, Jesus, I declare and make you not only Savior that you died on the cross, but I, I make you Lord. And so this is what this indicates both to the person being baptized. Because you can look at the waters of him baptized and say, I, and I, I encourage you, every one of you being baptized today. Today when I go under, I'm identifying with death. The death Jesus died and I will be raised in newness of life. Listen to this in Galatians 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Man, I have been crucified with Christ. That is such a powerful, powerful truth. And it says, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then he talks about grace. But we don't want to go to. He loved. He loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. So, this morning, as we as we celebrate with these these beautiful folks, let's celebrate each one as they come up out of the waters. Okay. So give them a a, a rally hand in a minute. But I tell you what, we're going to the, the band's just going to to play um, some music, and then um, we're gonna we're gonna. I don't know how many we have this morning total, but we got nine. Okay. Hallelujah. We've got some exciting things happening. Oh thank you so much. awesome. Okay. Well praise God. Miss Kira, she's up first. Woohoo! Let's see if it's cold enough for you, Miss Kira. It's nice and warm. There you go, you can see it. Ooh, you'll just make it right there. I've known this little girl for a long time. She's awesome clear Why don't you look at me for a second? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes, yes you have. I know you have. So now I want you to block your nose. Going to, I'm going to baptize you on the, on the declaration of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Woo-hoo, give him a hand. Annie. Of all ages, (laughs) praise God. (laughs) So, Dave, before we go under here, let me just have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes, i baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So proud of you, I love you, Mr. Lord.
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, Ilana, have you received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Yes. Okay. You may block your nose if you'd like to. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You ready, mate? Oh, man, I can see it. I can see it. Can you feel it, people? There you go. I can see it. (laughs) Rick, have you received your Jesus as Savior and Lord? You in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Newness of life. Wow. I tell you what, these people, I've watched them change, man, in the last few years. Like they've had such radical life change. Marie, I've watched this lady start glowing. Recently, have you noticed this lady? Have you known her? She started blowing. Tony, (laughs) that's awesome. This is such a beautiful step. Here, Tony. Jesus loves you, Mother. brother. Tony, have you received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I've seen people have go through waters of baptism and have all kinds of experiences. It's amazing, you know. You, if some people can connect so solidly with the death of Jesus, it can be radical. I've seen people get healed. It's not because it's magical, it's because what's happening in their heart, what they allow Jesus to do in their heart. Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. And it's my honor and privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. is a special one we're about to do because this is mikey mikey son, is going into the army next week this is his last sunday he has been a huge blessing to our youth we love him we're going to be praying for him he is a he's a leader in the youth i'm telling you he's just a leader of, of young men and so we're we're excited about this pastor t he's got this one come on young man
2: I just want to say that. um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this guy has been a blessing. And uh, he's such an example. You know, I've, I've seen so many things when young people, teenagers today, but this is a guy, you know, a teenager that says is an example to other teenagers. And his heart is amazing. He's full of the spirit and, uh, you know, I've told you just on our conversations, that God's hands on your life. And, uh, and, uh I'm so proud of you. And your future's big in Jesus. I told, I was teasing him yesterday. I go, man. Because this is an MMA guy. He's a, he's a fighter. I said, man, I won't hold you down too long. He said, well, if you do, Pastor T, I'll fight. <laughs> You'll whoop me, man, so I'm not going to hold you down too long. It's going to be quick. But Mr. Michael, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? So at this moment, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. getting to the close here, the service at least, but not what's going on spiritually. Father, we just love you. We thank you so much. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We thank you that because we are born again, <laughs> we live in newness of life. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Because we're born again, hallelujah, nothing's going to change once this body, once our heart, physical heart stops beating. We're new creatures in Christ. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us to see who we are right now in you, if we're born again, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But if you're not born again, now is the time. Now is the time to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. There's no time to wait, cause eternity is forever. So if you have not received the Lord as your savior, don't miss out on now. Don't even think about later. Don't even think about who's watching you. I remember when my father, uh, you know, before I walked him down, he, he looked over at me and he said, you know, is this on national television? I was like, daddy, who cares? This is eternity. Who cares about what people think? It's a relationship with him. So as we all stand, I'm going to ask you if you're able to. Maybe you said, you know, I, 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 I'm not a part of that family, that body of Christ, and I want to be. Make that declaration now. There's prayer ministers here well-equipped and trained want to lead you in that so now is the time to come forward maybe there's a rededication that you have in your heart come forward let them pray with you be filled with the spirit or whatever may be going on that you may need prayer for as we always say and we continue to say don't walk out of those doors without getting what jesus has already provided amen hallelujah so let's, let's if you haven't let's close our eyes together father in the name of Jesus if you haven't received Jesus as Lord say Jesus I accept you now as my Lord and Savior come into my life make me a new creature in Christ Jesus right now I choose to follow you and no longer follow the devil or the ways of this world I receive you as Lord and Savior of my life hallelujah it's just that simple it's just that simple You are a new creature in Christ Jesus if you prayed that prayer. Because Jesus said He will in no wise cast you out, He will accept you in. That's why He came. Amen. Hallelujah. So come forward if you do need prayer. Come forward. Or maybe you, you did make that, you did pray that prayer. We would like to hear, okay? We would like to hear that. Hasn't it been a great day? Amen. There's a lot of great things that have taken place this morning. It's good to see the kids here that came over. Praise God. That was a, such a great idea. Listen, you are dismissed to enjoy Jesus for the rest of the day. Is there any other uh, announcements or anything? Praise God. Henny, that's right. Healing University. Don't miss out. It's been great. Yes, and if you have envelopes in reference to uh, offering, you can drop them in the box on the way out. Thank you all so much. It's been a great time. Enjoy Jesus together. You are free to leave in him.